how 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 have you been for the past six minutes um <laughs> since we ended the last episode it's been it's been good but yeah. knowing that i'm gonna talk about iron fist it's getting worse and worse so you liked it then <laughs> oh Yeah, everybody, welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news, all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and polish down a nice 12-ounce Pepsi. My name is Chris Trebo, alongside me as always is my co-host Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. Iron Fist! Alright, kiddies, so a show came out, it is named Iron Fist, and it apparently is about the Marvel Cinematic Universe's dumbest superhero ever, because <laughs> man, this guy's an idiot. Certainly the most boring. Yeah. Um... It's it's no secret a lot of the reviews have come out, um, and so why don't we just all pile on on this? Um, <laughs> Iron Fist is not not that great, wouldn't you agree? Uh look, it's the worst thing that Marvel has done so far. Yeah, including that, Iron Man two, right? Including Thor, yeah, including Thor two, um, including the first Hulk movie. You want to keep going? Including. Uh, Anything Ike Perlmutter has done. <laughs> Including Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. I mean... You know what? Yep. No, I'm going to give it a pass. I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are worse. No. Really? Yes. Um, I think some people are a little harsher on it than it needs to be. My big thing... You're um, talking about me? Yeah. I'm talking <laughs> squarely about you. Here my Here's my quick thoughts. And Where are also, your quick thoughts? I'll say... Which aren't going to be quick at all, to be honest. <laughs> um... Let me let me also start off by saying this. I'm only up to episode eight. I'll be honest; it only gets better. Well, the other thing is, I think that's actually a point of mine. Is I'm only on episode eight because I was not, I did not feel driven to get through this yeah, as quickly as it's possible. It's really hard to watch. It is. Um, it's not that it's bad; it's just boring. And I think that for me, what happened was, um, Marvel has been really good about each one of their properties, each one of their characters, each one of their projects, they put a a specific spin on it. They say, we're going to do superhero movies or TV, but we're going to do it in, in a certain kind of genre. Um, you know, and I've said this before, like uh, Captain America First Avenger is their version of a period piece. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy is their version of a space opera or or a comedy, depending on how you want to do it. It's obviously both. Ant Man is a heist movie. Um, Daredevil is their is their gritty version. Um, Jessica Jones is their mystery noir. Luke Cage is their black is their black exploitation. Yeah. Um, Iron Fist is nothing. It should have been a the raid style kung it, fu movie. You know what? Actually, as I was watching this. More than something like The Raid, I think, because I, I feel like it dips just lightly into this and wants to do it and then doesn't, um, based on some of the music choices that they do and the, just the character and the world that it's living in. They could have done something almost like a Stranger Things where it's like this really great 80s kung fu movie type of thing. Um, where there weren't a lot of '80s kung fu movies. No, but it's it's the idea of like in the '80s there were there were movies like uh, something like um, comparable to like uh, Big Trouble in Little China, oh. where it's like this fantastic. Sure. Un- There's no way this could be real. Yeah. But we're gonna play it totally straight like it's real. Sure. You know what I mean? And just go with the go off the deep end. Yeah. Of that. Um. There's another. There's a parody movie. That you can catch on Netflix. It was big on uh, YouTube for a while. I think it's called Kung Fu. It's like this. Um, I gotta look it. I think it's called it. Kung Fu. I Kung Fu Hustle. It's not Kung Fu Hustle. Um, it's like a short film. It's like forty minutes or something. But it's this. It's. Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. It looks like it's uh, it's shot on a VHS. Rage and, something. Yeah. Um, Kung Fury. Yeah, but it could have been something like that, and I'm I'm not saying make it comedic in that in that aspect, but that type of idea of like you know go go extreme with this. This yeah. is a this is a story about a guy who comes back 
from a mystical city and is fighting uh, and is a superhero who can punch through anything and is destined to fight this other mystical thing but he's in a business and you know what i mean it's all these weird elements that fit together and the 80s were great at doing that and again i'm not saying like go full 80s tilt on it but if you're gonna put a spin on something if you're gonna put a stamp on it if you're gonna put it in some kind of a genre. Yeah. I was like, that could have been really fun. That's true. And then you got, and then you have these four parts for the defenders of like grittiness, noir, black exploitation, eighties kung fu, that are all vastly different. But instead, which it feels like is just a very kind of lukewarm daredevil knockoff. Yeah, that's exactly what I I thought as well. So, uh, here are some quick short list problems. Yes. Why does he know how to drive a car? Fair enough. <laughs> right? Fair. <laughs> Two. How did he charge his iPod in a city that likely has no electricity? Yeah, I, I did know I did bump on that too. I was like, iPods don't have that good of a battery. I mean, yeah, not fifteen yeah. years. <laughs> yeah. Here's here's some more. And these are a little harder. Uh, and they're they're less plot holes and more just poor choices, I think. Sure. But uh, why did he leave Kun Lun? Because in the comics, right. we know that he knows what, what Harold Meacham has done. Right. Uh, so that's why he leaves, right. to seek revenge. Right. But he doesn't really have a reason. So they don't ever really... Uh, again, I'm only eight episodes it's, in. They don't it's, ever... No, it's sort of it. implied that... I mean, they show a lot of scenes of him like being beaten in his training. Yeah. And I guess maybe he just gets sick of it. But sure. that's kind of a poor choice. Yeah, that's a bullshit choice. Um. Okay. How did he leave? Which I think would be very interesting to see because yeah. it's every 10 years, right, that it opens. Right. They say he's been there for 15 years. Yeah. So halfway through. I was, yeah, I was trying to do math on that and I was like, wait, it's every 10 years. He's been gone 15. Which, I mean, and, and, I guess theoretically, because they talk very vaguely about um, at one point he said to Connie about how he used to fight. No. Something like he used to fight for money. He mentioned something. There's he mentioned something that he used to do after he left Kung Lung before he got to America again. Man, and, I, and I so was probably it, sleeping. It, yeah, but it implied like, okay, so I didn't. He didn't just like leave from Kung Lung and then hop a jetliner. Oh, I got so to America. five years. So he was there for ten years. Yeah. So did he pal around for five years trying to make his way possible. to America? I mean, which he could have picked up certain things. I get that, but yeah. they don't. You're right. They don't like really. There's well, and we know, and we'll get into this in the reading assignment right. that uh, you there are ways to break out of Kun Lun. Yes, in yes, the comics. Are. Yes, uh, which would be very interesting to see. Right. So, um, last quick one: Do you feel like we got iron fisted <laughs> with this show? Uh, yeah. Okay. I do. <laughs> um, yeah, there was one other quick one that bumped for me. Hold on, iPad, uh, iPod. Oh, here's one I didn't battery. write down. Is it weird that he left America in 2002 and doesn't understand the internet? Yeah. Well, okay. I'll defend this one slightly, only that the internet was very in its kind of nascent form. Uh, we had XP. And then Did he... you know how to use the internet when we had XP? Right, but then he also spent 10 years... Like, okay. away from all technology, sure. except for his iPod. To be fair, though, it's your formative years, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you... But I'm saying maybe it, like, not that it was beaten out of it. I'm just saying, like, he had to prioritize gotcha. between... Not necessarily a plot hole. Yeah, but, but I get what you're... I'll, yeah. I'll grant you that. Um, my, my biggest thing that I bumped on, and this is... It's a quick one, but at the same time, like, if you fix this one thing, it changes the trajectory of the whole plot in a better direction... And I really meant it at the top of the show. This guy's like the dumbest guy I've ever Yeah, I've he's ever pretty met. dumb. Well, he, he, he also has like rage problems. Well, he constantly is like... Uh, the the one scene I remember in particular is when he's talking to... Um, he's trying to get everyone to believe that yeah. in the first three episodes yep. he's Danny Rand. And all he says is, I'm, I'm Danny, Danny Rand. Rand. And yeah. they're like, no, you're not. And he's like, yes, I am. <laughs> and they're like, no, you're not. And he never... And, yeah. and never... There's point. one time he does try something at one point, but I think Ward says, well, anyone could look that up online. Right. Like we went to school together or sure. something, something but like also that, but that, it's not enough. But doing that took like two episodes yeah, for did. him to think of that idea. Yeah. And then Ward is like, well, anyone could look that up on the internet. Yeah. And then he doesn't, at no point does he ever go, 
okay, and then walks out of the room and is like, I gotta think up a different plan. Yeah. Like, instead of just walking around, because then they send him to a nut house because he keeps screaming about this. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm Danny Rand. And they keep saying, no, you're not. And finally, the... Um, uh, the fu- and, and here's the other thing. When he got in the nut house, when he, they were like, they were like, you know, you can just get out if you stop saying that you're Danny Rand. Yeah. Instead of going, okay. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Just say, okay, and leave the nut house, and then well, you can scream about it. It's interesting, Danny Rand though, because, you no, I mean, you know, I think it's, I think it's fair, though, to say that, like, no, like, convince them you're Danny Rand. Right. You know, you, your plane crashed, you muddled around China trying to get back home, you got a fake passport, so yeah. you can finally make it home, it took you 15 years. Right. That's a believable story, and right. an interesting one, and it's something you can test, like, you can, you can do a DNA test, right. you know, I, I mean, well, I can't they, imagine. they talked about, they could, they can't do a DNA test because he has no living relatives to compare it. Sure, but his parents never had their fingerprints. I, I also, I, yeah, I kind of felt that. I bumped on that as well, where I was like, I mean, they had the fingerprint thing with the dish. Right. And I was like, wait, couldn't we, he, that's the only fingerprint of Dan, of, he's like a billionaire's right. son. Yes. They don't fingerprint him ever? Correct. Ever. Yeah. Really? Yeah. In 2002? Or, there was never any blood work done. Right. They never went to the doctor. Yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of questions yeah. about that sort of thing. But but, but me, the, well, but then the next thing I was going to say is that like then he finally does that. He convinces them that he's Danny Rand, right? And then he says, "They say, where have you been?" Yes, and he's like, the, yes. "Oh, I killed a dragon with my bare right. hands." And that's what I, and that's what I was going to say. It's like he first of all he starts screaming, "He's Danny Rand," and everyone yeah. says, "No, you're not." And right. instead of going, "Okay, no, I'm not," and then they leave him alone, and he's like, "Now I can go and formulate a right. different plan." Yeah, he keeps screaming, so they put him in a nut house. And then he's like, they're like, if you just stop saying you're Danny Rand, you can get out of the nut house. And he, and instead of going, oh great, if I get out of the nut house, I can go back to figuring out yeah. how to prove to everyone else I'm Danny Rand. He's like, no, I'm Danny Rand. And they just keep drugging him. And then when they finally, he finally gets the doctor to agree that he's Danny Rand. He spell and no point does he go. You know what? Now that I think about it. My shit sounds pretty damn yeah. crazy yeah. to ten, other people. Ten-year-old me would not have believed I, this. I totally get why people think I'm nuts. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how you think don't think that you're insane. And maybe you got to pace it a little bit. Yeah. That actually would have been more interesting for him to struggle with. Maybe I am crazy. That would have been really interesting, yeah. too. Because I, he struggles with, like, centering his chi and you right. see him go in and, and out of vision. And he has anger issues and PTSD and yeah. stuff like that. What also would have been really interesting is... Well, you bring up that... Well, okay, so here's an interesting point as well. So you said, you know, maybe he should say I'm not Danny Rand, but I actually don't think that that would work because if you tell a crazy person you're not this person, you're a Y person, and then the next day he's like, oh no, I believe you now. You're like, no, you don't. Right, <laughs> you but know? you could formulate something. Just basically what I'm saying is like he kept saying the same thing over yeah, and over it would again. Be, it would be more interesting to see him result. try different things. Yeah, he just did the same thing over and over yeah. to like three different people and yeah. got the same result and never for a second blinked an eye and went you know what i do sound crazy when i say it yeah so maybe i should like figure out a different he way does to do he this. seems to have zero filter he seems to have zero perception of how other people well that's what i mean though is that like he him. never thinks about the things before he says them right like he doesn't seem to the, care he's just I, like it's the truth right and i guess that's supposed to be part of from the fact that he's from kunlun and but he's not He's from New York. Or, or he lived... The, he was, Yeah, but that's... You know what I mean? He spent his formative years... I get what I they're know. going for, but it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Also, his... The, and this is a writing thing. Some of his dialogue is really kind of bullshit. Yes, like his, a lot the, of The way they, they structure his dialogue, the way he speaks. Yeah. I'm like, you're not... Stop talking like that. Yeah. Like, knock it off. It's yeah. really dumb. Yeah. Um, Especially for someone who's been listening to hip hop for the like, past fifteen years. Yeah, I hate to boil it down to that simplistic of a thing because I really try and like analyze these things yeah. critically with some sort of intelligence. But like, he his dialogue just sucks. It I does. like there's no, no way to, to other to to put that better. Is that his dialogue just it's very it's very dry and it's very two dimensional. Um, all right, so we're getting a little bit into uh, the very first thing I wanted to talk about, okay. which is the problems. What are the problems with this? And we've talked a lot about the dialogue, the story. There's a ton of plot holes. Um, there's a lot of inconsistency as well with various characters and their choices. Give me give me some examples. Um, okay, how about... Uh, 
you've gotten to the um i forget the name of the character but it's like the the lady of the nine dragons i think is her comic book name but the the woman who poisons Madam... him no 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 oh, the, no um, the the he's there's like a tournament he has to do oh yeah 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 the uh blacks no i want to say black spider but that's not right whatever it doesn't matter i almost said black widow but that's definitely not right no it's definitely but right. she has it because she has a spider I just, tattooed yeah it doesn't involve her i know what you're talking i was about. just saying that that yeah that the, scene yeah so um at the end doesn't he try to attack gao and she uses some sort of like superpower knockback thing yes like she She's just puts her hand before, up too. has she She's used some. Well, she uses it in a different in a previous episode. I don't remember here, that. And she kind of does it in. She doesn't do quite that, but she does something in Daredevil in the first season of Daredevil. She does something like that. Here's the where thing: she moves faster than an old woman should be able to. That's move. fine. See, yeah. that I'm okay with. But like, she all of a sudden had like the force or something. Like right. she just puts her hand up and he goes flying back. Right, right, right. The the way to do that is to have Danny like throw a punch and have her grab his pinky and just bend it a certain way and he can do a flip and right. like fall and over. Just, yeah, and yeah. that way it looks like she's u- using very little energy and very little force right. in order to subdue her opponent, which yeah. is the way someone like that would do that. Um but to to give this ridiculous like uh what do you call that like super psychic push yeah like a psychic push yeah uh, yeah uh, it seems like a strange choice and she never uses she's she becomes i imagine she's been in it a lot because i i'm sort of unfamiliar with where exactly you're at but um she becomes a very very important character and um, there are a lot I of just times got to, he discovered the 13th floor oh all right well there's there's a lot of times where using that might be in her benefit yeah <laughs> and it just doesn't oh, I'm sure yeah absolutely it's very strange. Um, it is. It is really strange. So the inconsistency with that. Yeah. Of like, what is that? You yeah. know, does she, does she do stuff? Can she, uh, why, why is she so easy to capture? You know? Yeah. I see what you're saying. If she has these like crazy superpowers. There's also a lot of inconsistencies with like his fighting ability. Where like yep. he can take on like 10 people with hatchets sometimes. Yeah. And then sometimes like just a guy is hard to fight. Um, what the f- <laughs> here's the thing and we will again we'll talk we'll probably talk a little bit about this when we get to reading the assignments but fucking you have the iron fist yeah fucking use it well that's the other problem too is um this this show suffers a lot from the same problem that the first thor movie suffered from and yeah. i think that's the worst one of the original lineup right um other than i think iron man 2 came out before the avengers mm-hmm. but of of the original of the origin stories thor is the worst one by far and i think a big problem with that is that we are introduced to a character who's sort of all powerful and then immediately his powers get taken away for the rest of the movie right um Danny Rand doesn't have the iron fist for most of this like when he's drugged up they're like show me the iron fist and he's like i can't i'm drugged up right and then this happens again later. This is another thing that happens in the last like three episodes. He basically can't use it. He he, when it is something that would save him, yeah, he can't use it's it. It's conveniently out of his grasp. But when it's something that the writers can't write around, he all he of a sudden can. Can yeah, which is unfortunate and strange. Um, yeah, I I don't. It's it's so weird. And I did want to talk a little bit about the martial arts in general in this show because it is just what Daredevil does. Well, yeah, I. I want to talk a little bit about the martial arts in the show uh, in combination with the lack of use of Iron Fist. Uh, This is a show titled Iron Fist. Yeah. And there is Max, with the exception of one episode that I've watched so far, Max, one fight an episode. Yeah. One. Yeah. And he uses the Iron Fist in maybe two of those fights yeah two or three yeah he he only he only really uses like the most use of the iron fist that i've seen is the one in the when he first uses when he uses it the first time in i think the elevator and when he uses it to open the truck doors to get okay the and there's out, there's two more the scientists out there's two more times but maybe he, three but you're right like he only uses it very like just in times when there's yep. no other way he could get out of this. Well, and also I, I'm spoiler alert, but he uh, he he never hits a person with it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is like with the, episode six is where the tournament was, right? And I like going into 
to that tournament, I was like, finally, here we go, yeah, baby. It's finally going to pick up. But it was just kind of boring. Well, that's the thing, because he's fighting the two guys, and he's getting his ass kicked. I'm like, why don't you just iron professional? Yeah. Like, I don't get... Which sounds way <laughs> dirtier than I but, meant but it But also, to. like, knock but him like, out of the circle. Yeah. Take one, like, one flick with the iron fist, yeah. and, and it knocks him out of the circle. Even without and the, the iron fist, he should be the, like... One of the best martial yeah. artists. I mean, we see him in the comics take on like 40 right. or 50 people is yeah. when that, that starts to and become I'm, difficult. Listen, I get it. You know, you you need to build a conflict. And so he can't just walk into every fight and in five seconds kick someone's ass. But that's, I totally get But that. we have to establish how good he is. That's the thing is that like we really need a fight scene where he's fighting like 50 people and he just nails them to the wall. Right. So that when we get that one mini boss. Right. Some maybe someone who's been it trained makes that in mini Kung boss. Lan. It makes us instantly recognize that mini boss is a formidable foe. Right. Yeah. But I just there's there's like one fight per episode. Yeah. There is a, he very. We and they're are, always exactly the same as the one before. Um, I'm gonna use this. I used this term last week. I'm gonna say it this week, and I mean it all seriously. We are fistless in this. Iron fistless. We are iron fistless in this entire series. <laughs> By the way, Tony Perry, that's for you. Iron fistless in yep. this whole thing. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And no. that's what I mean. And I think that's where I started to form this whole, like, you could do it in this cool 80s style. Because the 80s would have, like, though, if you think back of those cool action 80s films, like uh, like Commando or something like that, or Predator. I just named two of Schwarzenegger's movie. But Rambo. Any, you Total know, Recall. Total Recall. Any of that stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, Die uh, Hard. Last Action Hero. <laughs> Um, um, running man running man is another good one um, true lies yeah pretty much just david yeah great but terminator anything, but anything like that like that has a kindergarten cop <laughs> really what this what i'm saying is I, if iron fist is more like kindergarten kindergarten cop beautiful no colleen it's not a tumor um, I just yeah it, then but that's what I mean is like it had these like big action pieces that it would that it was centered around and like you'd have these great action pieces and then the plot would jettison for I'm like do that that's what I'm saying is, yeah. is do that I'm not saying it make it campy or or over the top in that sort of way but the 80s did action like nobody else could sure and it did over the top action and that's what Iron Fist is it's a white guy who comes from a mystical city that only appears every 10 years and he has a superpower where he can punch through anything because he put his hands in a dragon's heart and then he fights a bunch of ninjas and he's a CEO? <laughs> That's just nuts. Yeah. So go over the top with it. Have him fight in every fucking two seconds. Yeah, like, well, certainly. Yeah, you should. Well, and you know, there's something to be said too that like... He uses very little kung fu for someone who studied kung fu for ten to fifteen years. Right. Um, mostly, what he uses is like MMA with a emphasis on jujitsu, which is what Daredevil does. Like right. it's just the thing that and is that's the, what I'm saying. It's it, it's it, the thing that is the best at attacking it people. Feels like a Daredevil photocopy. Right. It would be much more interesting. Actually, I, I had an interesting idea, which was. Every episode should have a new mini boss who uses a different style. That's great. And we should see how his kung fu has to be used to adapt yeah. to that different style. Because yeah. we had the probably the best fight. Have you seen the drunken boxer yet? No, I haven't. All right. Let this be your motivator to at least get through that. It might I, be I your mean, next listen, episode. I'm, I'm motivated enough because as much as we're knocking this and as, as bad as, as it is... A bad Marvel Netflix series is better than so, than a good portion of what you could watch on television. Maybe it's it's hard for me to say. I I really I don't think I would ever recommend this for anyone to watch. It's, yeah, it's. I think for me the the problem is it's pacing. It's very slow. Like it takes three episodes to get through what really right. should be one episode, and the, and it like I'm eight episodes in, and I feel like. I'm just we're just getting into the middle of yeah. it and we're almost to the other end. Um but this this you know so drunken boxing is a uh, martial arts made famous by Jackie Chan in Right. The movie no, Dr- I mean Legend I know I know what drunken Right, right, right. No, I mean I mean I know you do. There are microphones here. There are people presumably listening to this who might not know that. Is that what these are? Yes. Holy shit. I know. Have we been doing this this whole time? I mean, not not the whole time. Where There's, am I? We went to school for a little while. What is who are you? I'm you. I'm the Iron Fist. 
which is why you're falling asleep. Yeah, that's so. Uh, you know, Legend of Drunken Master was this movie that Jackie Chan made and, and people were mesmerized by this fighting style that, that he had sort of uh, made famous. Right. And um, there's a character in the show who is a drunk who's just blocking Danny's path. Right. And Danny comes over and he's like, I need you to move. And he's like, no. And he's like, look, I'll pay you whatever. Because he thinks he's just like a homeless dude. Right. And he's like, I'm the I'm the lead guardian right of of madam gao oh okay and danny's like what and he sort of like stumbles to his feet and they have a fight where danny rand uses his shitty ass one percent kung fu 99 percent jujitsu right against this dude using legitimate drunken boxing right uh and it's the most interesting fight in the entire show yeah that, and, that and if you like had fun. if you had a person using kung fu when they fought him or a person maybe i mean a kung fu versus kung fu would be a good like opening one if someone did karate if someone did jujitsu there's a great brazilian martial art named capoeira that's yeah. really interesting um taekwondo uh, it would be really uh, what's cool what's the other one um shit is it iranian it's um oh uh krav maga krav maga thank you yeah would be really interesting yeah. to watch um but uh, instead, we just get a bunch of people who do sort of the same yeah. thing. And... It, you know what? It's a um, even more than an '80s movie. It's an '80s video game. Yeah, it's a video game. Yeah, like that. You could you could do that. It's a button mashing video. game. It is a button mashing video game. Like you have to, you know, you have to go up against this mini boss. Once you beat that, a clue is unlocked. Yeah, and then and that's where you back go back to the Rand Corporation part of the the thing, and you find out a little more, and you dig around, and it's a mystery. Yeah, and then you you're like, oh, I have to go over here, and you find that mini. Yeah, like that would have been better, but yeah. instead they're trying to make this. Some sort of weird conspiracy, like some sort of weird um, corporate espionage yeah. type thing, and I'm like, I don't. It doesn't really work with this story. I don't really care that much. Yeah. Um. The, the other thing is this, uh, and this has nothing to do with. Some people were like, uh, it doesn't work because Donald Trump is is in the White House, and so we're sick of seeing, um big businessman or big corporate and dealing with that stuff. And that, it's not that. That's not the thing. The thing is this, uh, again, on, along the lines of um, each Marvel property kind of having its own stamp. And we've talked about this, that all of the, the Marvel shows, um, they, they do a good job of establishing something. Like Daredevil, we, it's not great about Hell's Kitchen, but he's fighting for Hell's Kitchen. That's what he's fighting for. Um, Jessica Jones, she's not fighting for a neighborhood, but she's fighting for... Redemption. Redemption, you know. Um, Luke Cage is fighting for Harlem. Yeah. He's fighting for his neighborhood. Danny Rand, when you when you compare, like, fighting for Harlem and for the sake of innocent people and their neighborhood... Well, we also just addressed, we don't even know why he's in Manhattan. Right. Danny Rand. He's, he's not even saying. here for a reason. But when you're fighting... When you're fighting for like the sake of a neighborhood that innocent people live in and then you're fighting for a corporation of which you really see like the board what's interesting too because he's not i don't care that much. he's not fighting for the corporation right he's, he's just kind he of has, fighting for he's just fighting yeah he's just fighting for himself yeah he, he as far as i can tell he has no motivation right and i'm not really and that's what i mean i don't really care about that fight so i i also want to talk about um some sort of there's there's a big problem with um with this uh, show that involves a very blanket it's all asian sort of vibe sure so for example um when we first meet colleen danny speaks to her in i believe mandarin yes. chinese yeah uh, and she's like wow i haven't you know spoken that language since i was very young whatever <laughs> she kind of is a little more pissed off about it than yeah. you make it so she's like i haven't spoken mandarin since yeah, i was yeah. like three but then we later find out that she teaches karate which is a japanese martial art and also kendo uh, again, a Japanese martial art in Chinatown, which is kind of strange, but right. not out of the realm of possibility. Sure. It's totally something that could happen. Sure. She talks about later, I don't think you've gotten to this part yet, but she talks about her Japanese grandfather. And there's a, there's a lot of stuff that's, it, it feels like someone was just like, well, that's Asian, right? That'll be fine. Um, there's also uh, <laughs> Danny Rand quotes a Buddhist quote at one point. Yeah. And it's a Zen Buddhist quote, which is a Japanese buddhism oh is it <laughs> yeah okay. and he was in china um so he probably wouldn't have referenced that it's a different it's a, right. like sort of a totally different thing you know right. it's sort of be like um a jewish person referencing the new testament right it, it's it, you could 
but yeah, you know, I know what you're saying. Also, if he um, if he were like super orthodox Jew- uh, Jewish, super orthodox Buddhist, <laughs> I'll tell you what. If he was super orthodox that would Jewish, be more interesting. that would be way more interesting. But if he was really as heavily Buddhist as he seems to imply. He also wouldn't have gotten meat. Like, there's a part where he orders food for everyone and he has yeah. chicken. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's, uh, I know what you're talking they're, about. They're fairly strictly vegetarian. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. The other thing is, like, if he's so strictly Buddhist... He he spouted up so many Buddhist sayings and Buddhist ideas that it was like, why do you fight so much? Like, yeah, well, and why does he have do? such anger problems? Yeah, he has a lot of... Like, as little fighting as there is, like, he spouts off so much Buddhist idealism that I'm like... You'd be a pacifist if you knew yeah. if you were this into yes. it. Like, well, and that's another problem that keeps coming up, and it's that he doesn't have a problem with fighting, but he has a problem with killing, which shouldn't really be the case because, if, in reality, he should have a problem with fighting and not have a problem with killing because his entire existence is about fighting and destroying. Well, it's the about hand. destroying the hand, so yeah, he exactly. should be fine killing the hand. Yeah, but like. For, like, just a street brawler, if someone's yeah. trying to kill him, he shouldn't want to get into yeah. that fight. Like, yeah, like, to compare it again to Daredevil, like, Daredevil not wanting to kill someone makes sense. Because of his Catholic he, guilt. Well, that, and he's, but he's fighting for justice. Well, and justice is. does not, in, it does not necessarily involve death. But there is, I mean, from episode to episode, there's right. there's a ton of stuff where he's like, is it, how, what, yes. what are we talking about? Like, what's, how bad is it really to yeah. kill somebody yeah, yeah, to, yeah. like, a pastor but, or a priest? But, He's fighting. He's fighting for an ideal that does not need to involve death. Danny Rand is fighting. He says it several times. I yeah, am the Iron it's Fist. His entire purpose. My entire purpose is to destroy the hand. I don't know if, how you think you're going to destroy the hand by not killing a few of them. Yeah. If not, you know, all of them. Have you been introduced to his friend from Kunlun yet? No, all I right. have not. Well, there's. I. I mean, do you care about spoilers at this point? I mean, don't spoil anything very specific, but I don't really, not too much. No, I don't all think, because right, right. I also don't. This isn't a huge spoiler. Well, There's, the other thing is, I don't see any twists in this. No, there aren't. I mean, that's another thing we can yeah. talk about, too, is that, you know, Luke Cage had that great twist around, like, episode yep. eight. Yep. And well, this, this has nothing. Yeah, I mean, well, they try. Have you met, well, have you met um, Bakudo yet? He just walked in the door. All right. So keep watching. Yeah. Um, but Davos, I think is his name, who is in the comic that you gave me as well. Okay. Um, he's a friend of, he's actually been referenced in the show a few times. You've heard his name. Um, yeah. So he's a friend of Danny Rand's from Kunlun. That right. Kunlun has eventually sends him to go looking for Danny. Um, I don't know why it took him five years, but uh, here he is. and Because uh, he grew up in Kunlun, and so he doesn't know how to drive a car. <laughs> so... Uh, he finds him and he's super pissed off at Danny the whole time because he is in the comics because Danny Rand is the Iron Fist. Right. Uh, Davos. Davos? 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 Davos. That's his name. Is it really? Yeah, I think I it is. I just guessed. Devo. Devo wanted to be uh, the Iron Fist and he tried and he fought the dragon and he lost. And then Danny fought him the next time and won. Okay. Um, so in the comics it makes sense because Danny always wanted to be the Iron Fist. But in this show, uh, he actually says to Davos... I didn't want to do it. The the dragon chose me is something he says. So, which sure. I mean, you can make that choice, but then Davos can't be mad at him. You know? Yeah, that's true. Uh, you gotta be like Davos, get over it. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't want this. And he says that a lot. He's like, I didn't choose this. You know, I don't want to fight the hand. I just want to be a regular guy, you know? Yeah. But at, at the same but that's time, also, that's a weak choice. Well, to make. it's a weak choice because you left Kunlun. So right. you're, if your whole purpose is to, protect Kunlun. Right. And you left Kunlun. You've already abandoned your purpose. Right. And everyone around you is going, just go off and be a normal guy. Yeah. And that's all you want to do. Then why aren't you Why are you do- still chasing the hand? stopping you? Yeah. Why like, are you still trying to kill the hand? Matter? Yeah. I mean, if you left Kunlun because you didn't want to fight the hand, why are you fighting the why hand? Why are you fighting? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I also want to and talk. And also, anyone who tried to come and bring you back to Kunlun, you're still the Iron Fist. Yeah. On, you're going to be the Iron Fist on sipping an umbrella drink in the Bahamas That's as much true. as you are guarding the gates of Kunlun. You can punch anyone out and be like, no, I'm not leaving. I mean, unless I got you... my Jimmy Buffett album going. I got my sandals yeah, on. Yeah, you can't do that if you got your performance issues that he's had through, he has throughout it's the entire true. show. So here, I, I also want to talk about the casting it's controversy. Like I can't, I can't get the Iron Fist because I've had too many margaritas. Double fisting. 
So anyway. Anyway. I also want to talk a little bit about the casting controversy. Sure. So uh, the casting controversy is that uh, many people wanted an Asian Danny Rand. Yeah. Um, now, of course, in the original comics, Danny Rand is white. Yes. The show did a fairly good job of casting Asian American actors in, in roles, or at least people of color in various roles. Sure. Um, the defense was that Finn Jones is the actor for this role. That's why we can't. Because he's the guy for it. He's perfect. You'll see when the show comes out. How do we feel about that? Um, now I feel like, boy, Asian actors, you really dodged a bullet there, didn't you? Um, well, maybe. I, I mean, they might have made it a little better if the acting was, you know, not shitty. Listen, you and I, I mean, I forget how much of this we've talked about on mic and how much we've talked off mic. This is kind of a weird one for me when whenever people listen i'm always for casting more um diversity um when it comes to something like this we talked a little bit about this doctor strange Strange. um and and my feeling on it is this it it would be great to cast an asian actor that being said i think you don't get as much traction moving moving the bar forward by casting agents in kind of a, a a a race appropriate role. Now, Danny Rand is a little bit of a different story yeah. because in the comics he is white. So I think you get a little bit out of that and you'd have to adjust. I mean, you wouldn't even have to really well, adjust Well, here's the thing it. is that he was, he's, you know, he's only American until he's 10. And then if you want him to come back and have all this Eastern spirituality, right. it makes a little more sense to have someone who understands that a little better on a cultural yes, level. And I, and I totally accept that as well. For instance, like, they casted, I don't know what this character's name is, but when he's going through the tournament and it's, like, the monk guy that he... Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an Asian American... Yeah. I shouldn't say an Asian, because I don't know who the least Asian. It's yeah. an Asian... Yeah, it's an Asian actor. Yeah. Playing a part that and is... And Colleen Wing is, is, uh, is uh, Jessica it, Henwick, I think yes, is her name. Um, which, I don't know if she's actually Japanese, but... She's Asian. She is Asian. With a name like Henwick. <laughs> I know. I know, I was... Yeah. <laughs> Um, she's good though. She's, she's, she's no, she's, she's really great. good, and I like her a lot in this show. Yeah. Um. That part, that part is fine because you could cast theoretically, you could cast anyone in that role. Yeah. It'd be really insulting to cast a white person in that role, teaching you know martial arts in Chinatown too. Sure. Blah, blah, well, blah. well, there's also a part too where uh, Danny Rand teaches that class right and it's pretty insulting it's well it's to me it wasn't so much insulting as it was i was just like shut up yeah what are you doing shut up go away again it was another one of those parts where i was like you look crazy i want to read you a statement that roy thomas the co-creator of the iron fist said in, in response to some of these um not allegations necessarily i guess but these negative opinions okay he said, yeah, someone made me vaguely aware of that. I try not to think about it too much. I have so little patience for some of the feelings that some people have. I mean, I understand where it's coming from. You know, cultural appropriation, my God, it's just an adventure story. Don't these people have something better to do than to worry about the fact that Iron Fist isn't Oriental or whatever word? Ooh. I know Oriental isn't the right word now either. <laughs> I mean, he started off strong, and then he, like, <laughs> he just wow, crumbled. he just swan-dived right in. <laughs> I was, like, with him. I was like, yeah, you know, he's got a good point. Oh, oh. And, and I also want to mention, so it's unfortunate that you haven't seen this fight scene yet. You should you should definitely check out the, I think it's probably the next episode, but okay. the, the guy who plays the drunken boxer. Right. His name's Louis Tan. Mm-hmm. He's only in one episode, as far as I can tell. Um, he was originally up for the role of Iron Fist, and he's an Asian-American actor okay. and a very good martial artist. Okay. And a great it actor. Would have been, it would have been much better if yeah. he had done. Yeah, listen, I, um, you know, I've said this before. I think you're right. In the case of Danny Rand, it's a little different. I think you, it, that character can be white, obviously, yeah. because he was created as a white guy. But you can cast him as pretty much any race, and yeah. it doesn't make a difference. Well, and so it, let's do that. Yeah, I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm exactly. Totally the, the thing that we should always do is cast any race, regardless. Regardless of what, yeah. yeah, yeah. So long as you um, know, they're the best person to play that right. character. That being said, like uh, on the flip side, like you're not going to cast somebody. You're not going to cast not a black guy as Luke Cage. Sure, that's you a good know point. what I'm saying. Well, yeah, I was going to say like when you, I was going to use a more uh, aggressive example and say like. <laughs> You're not going to put, you know, uh, Matthew Broderick in 12 Years a Slave. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but so in the case of Danny Rand, yeah, I think it's not that it would have been better to have an Asian actor in it. I think it just would have 
it would have been fine. And I think you sh- they should have been more open to casting anybody. Yeah. Um, that being said, like, I, like I've said before, for a lot of the other roles, you don't get... I don't think you move the bar as far as you think you do by casting, you know, an Asian actor as an Asian monk. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. everyone's going to go, well, yeah, of course, that's that's who you cast. Yeah. That Nobody goes, oh, that's... Re- that's I never thought of it that way. Right. You get more... That's why I said with Doctor Strange, I think you get more traction in a way casting Tilda Swinton in that role because because you go, oh, they're not casting who you would... They're not casting racially who you think should be in there. It kind of... It just cracks the... The reality of it a little Yeah, bit. yeah, we talked about this. I still Yeah, disagree. I'm not going get to in, get into it anymore. <laughs> yeah. But Danny Rand, I think it's just you could cast anybody. Yeah, That being said... Because you just got to be I, from New York. Right. That being said, we still... I I also would say you still probably would have gotten the same show if you cast an Asian Mostly, actor. yeah. I mean, the fight scenes would have been better. An- if, another problem that reportedly oh, happened... because Asi- all Asians can just fight well, automatically, no, if Andrew? Lu- if it's Lewis... Well, first of all, yes. <laughs> I mean, at least better than what we got out of... I mean, just statistically, any human being, if any other person played that role, statistically speaking, they'd probably do a better job with the fight scenes than Finn Jones did. Fair enough. But uh, He was in Game of Thrones, damn it. He sure was. But Louis Tan is like an excellent martial artist, and if we got him... One of the big reports was that Fine, supposedly... Fine, let's just ch- cast Chuck Norris as, as Again, it would Danny be better. Red. But uh, a big problem... Actually, I've... I fucking love that. <laughs> a big problem that people reported was that many of his fight scenes were brought to him 15 minutes before shooting. Yeah, that's a problem. Learn. Yeah. Whereas Daredevil problem. had like a day. Yeah. I imagine. I actually don't know. It's not that, a but... full, which is not a lot of time. Yeah. One like wire work and stuff. Right. Like they, they were ready. Yeah. Um, I have two more things I want to talk about. One yeah. of them is the thing that I assumed would be the main thing we talk about oh, and it would shit. take up the most time. All right, let's go. So the next quick thing I want to say is, um, do you think adding... Uh, good actors to this was a mistake. Actors like Rosario Dawson and um, uh, Jerry Hogarth. I forget her. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah. Um, and even, uh, you know, those are people who came back who have right. been proven uh, successes in other shows. But even like David Wenham, who's, in my opinion, fantastic in this. David Wenham plays... Uh, Harold Meacham. Okay. Um, do do I think it was a mistake to... Yeah, does it... Does it um, highlight the poor acting and dialogue because they also i I have a theory that rosario dawson just writes her own lines yeah i could totally feel that that in the show yeah but she well i i feel that but i will also say this rosario dawson throughout three other series now has gotten her character has gotten a chance to create a voice yeah um you know much almost in the same way that like John Favreau and Robert Downey Jr. in the first Iron Man, they crafted Tony Stark's voice. Yeah. And that voice... They, they crafted the MCU voice. They, yeah, but but specifically... The character. The character, like, in the Avengers, in the other movies that he's been in now under other directors, he has to sound like that. Yeah. That's how he talks. Yeah. Um, uh, like, in the, hell, even in the first Avengers movie... Tony Stark is trying to spout a Joss Whedon-esque dialogue, and you can feel it for a second. It doesn't quite click in, because that's not how he really talks. Right. It's close to how it is, but it's just a shade off. Um, So Rosario Dawson, it probably sounds like that, because her her character voice has been very heavily ingrained now. Um, They don't have to make anything new for her. They don't have to make anything new for her. That's how she talks. And she probably does... Can can come into a show and be like, no, this is how I'm going to say this line yeah, because this I is think how you're I'm right. going to say this line. Um, that being said, did it highlight the bad writing or the the bad acting or the bad acting? Really... No, because I think they did. No, because uh, I'm trying to think. Because every time one of those, especially those two, um, Carrie Ann Moss and Rosario Dawson, whenever they're on set, yeah. I feel it like they are well above. They're Something more pops. interesting than everyone else in the room. They I think that com- they, they just, have a commanding presence. Yeah, but I think they also have something more interesting to do. And I, Finn Jones, Claire's character the, doesn't do much in this. No, but she has a she has a driving again because she's been in three other things. She's kind of like a driving motivation that you carry in with you. Yeah, that as soon as you see her on screen. No, not Carrie Ann Rosario Dawson. You're funny. <laughs> 
Um, as soon as you see her on screen, you remember Daredevil season two when her friend was killed by the hand and she references it. But like you go, you come in with that with her. Yeah. Um, and the rest of these characters, you're, you're, you have to pick it up from the, just the beginning of the show. And the problem with the show is that it doesn't give you much to pick up with these other characters. Correct. Yeah. So they the writing don't, is... yeah. Um, Carrie Ann Moss can come on and she's a ball busting lawyer, yeah. which is just, I mean... It's A, easy to write dialogue for that, and B, it's a lot of fun to do as an yeah. actor, so you can really make that pop. Well, and again, she also has had those three shows. Well, and she, uh, she was in Jessica yeah, Jones. She was, was in the Jessica, first one. But she was also... She was in one of the other ones for a brief well, Oh, well, yeah, Luke Cage. Yeah. But not not But Daredevil. not as a... Yeah. But, you know, th- there's something fun about that dialogue that she can just make pop. She just goes in, does her, like, scene, and then yeah. fucks off. Yeah. Um... Finn Jones is an okay actor. I think it's one of those things where, like, there's not much he could do to elevate what they gave him to yeah. do. I'm not saying he's, like, an Academy Award-worthy actor either. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of his stuff. Yeah, me neither. But he seems kind of dry already. Yeah. Like, the few bits of humor they give him, it also falls flat. Yeah, well, there's almost no humor there's in this. There's almost that's, none. That's but there's somewhere I went, oh, they're tr- clearly trying to attempt it. Yeah. And it still falls flat because he's still playing it like really straight and yeah, really heavy, definitely, and not giving into it. Um, he also his um, his American dialect is very strange and feels stunted to me. Yeah, it feels very uh, robotic. Almost. Yes, it does. I I even ha- maybe three episodes in, I was like, "Is this guy English?" And I looked it up, and yeah, it was and like born in London. Yeah. yeah. That's that. Then yeah, uh, the last thing I want to talk about, and we can try to blow through this. I I have very specific ideas as to how to save this this story, how to okay. save Iron, how Iron Fist should have been done. Okay. Um, and I'd like to hear your ideas after that. So I think Iron Fist should have been the first six episodes should have taken in Kunlun, and it mm-hmm. should have been about a guy who's just learning martial arts. The hand invades, and he is the only one who is close enough to. The, I forget the dragon's name, but whatever the fuck his name is, yeah. to run in, face the dragon, he becomes the Iron Fist and can chase out the hand and saves okay. the day. Okay. We have to have... He has to have the knowledge of Harold Meacham that he has in the comics, right? Like, do you know what I'm referring yeah, to? Yeah, I know what that? you're saying. So for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Harold Meacham, to Danny's knowledge, uh, they crash the plane and he kills... Danny's father because he wants to be with uh, Danny's Danny's mother mother. Danny's mother rejects him they run off and Danny's mother is eaten by wolves in the middle of the forest and monks save him yeah Um, so he knows that Harold Meacham has killed his parents and he the reason he leaves like this is his reason for leaving so now he saves I want to go kill Harold so now he's saved Kunlun from the, the hand it's been 10 years I gotta go right so he leaves and the next six episodes are the 14 episodes we got but yeah. condensed into six. Okay. <laughs> uh, I also think a thing that would help is the hip hop is a little too reminiscent of Luke Cage for me. It's right. A, it's, it's a different genre, but it's R&B, which is right. definitely a root of that. Right. I think a way you differentiate him more from the others, one, is by having him do Kung Fu instead of Daredevil's martial art. Um, and two, make him five years older than he is mm-hmm. and have that music be 90s grunge. Ooh, and have, that's actually interesting. Right, so he's you know listening to Nirvana, he's listening right. to Pearl Jam, right. he's listening to uh, Champagne Supernova, right. you know, like have and have a scene, one of the first fight scenes where there's thirty dudes in a room getting ready to beat the shit out of him. He pulls his hood up, puts his iPod headphones in, and we see a, a not silent version of him beating the shit out of everyone, right. but we just hear Heart Shaped Box by Nirvana. Oh, or okay, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, we don't hear the punches land, we don't hear the feet hit, right. we don't hear the sword clash against the ground, but we see all these things happen, and we right. just see him wreck 30 guys. Right. And I think that's your introduction to Danny Rand. Yeah. And that's my thought on it. I, you know, I was okay with not seeing anything in Kunlun. I, I yeah. like the references to it. It's weird, though, considering that, like, it's sort of the coolest part of It Iron is Fist. the coolest part. You hear a lot about a dragon, and then you right. never see it. Well. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And if you, you know. Here's, if, here's another if you problem. you name a dragon in Act 1. Well, that's what I was just going to say. So here's another problem that I have. better breathe fire in Act 2. Here's another problem I have, and I wanted to bring this up to you. That yeah. exact same thing, that Chekhov rule. We see um, David Wenham, Harold Meacham. Right. Training physically training as a boxer right almost every episode right 
he never, never fights. fights. Yeah, he never fights. Which is sort of a spoiler, but right. like... Yeah. Uh, what is that about? Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. It, yeah, he's so insistent about, about being physically fit. And I get why, because he died and then he was brought back, so let's keep it blah, blah, blah. But again, the gun in the first act. Yeah, like, but he never does anything with it. Right. Yeah, he never fights. Um, I agree with you there. I, I was okay with the, with it not showing Kunlun. I like the, the references, too, and you don't quite yeah, know. Sure. Um. That being said, the references were too like heavy-handed because he's an idiot and right. doesn't understand. He sounds yep. crazy. Because that's the thing is that we might as well yeah. have seen it because so he talks la- about yeah. it so, so much. So layer those in a little yeah. differently. Like, I, but I was okay with it. Like, kind of light touches so on it. So, how do you think it should have gone? Do you think they should have just had a more in-depth storyline in this long thirteen well, episodes? I, I agree with you that come out and he's like, "No, Harold Meacham killed my parents. Sure. I'm gonna." rip his heart out with my iron fist <laughs> yeah. and then I'm gonna I'm gonna punch his heart and out. then I'm gonna leave and yeah. then I don't really care after that yeah um that being said or even if you want to do the I didn't know Harold Meacham did it right and he befriends Harold Meacham and then because the whole thing like he befriended Harold Meacham and I'm like well Harold Meacham's gonna stab him in the back that's how it's gonna right. go that's gonna be great and then he doesn't right I'm like well, that was also anticlimactic. That just fell by the wayside. So I think what you do is just have to, instead of Danny Rand being a traitor to Kunlun and, and leaving Kunlun um, because he doesn't want to be the Iron Fist, have him be, say, I, the Iron Fist has traditionally protected Kunlun from the hand. Right. I'm the first Iron Fist to go, you know what? I'm taking the fight to them. Oh, yeah. That's I'm coming call. out of Kunlun. I'm not waiting for them to come to me. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, that's I'm going to come out. I'm going to find the hand. I'm going to destroy them. He prefer, you know, and then we can follow the storyline kind of the same way it goes in the series. He befriends Harold Meacham. He doesn't know Harold Meacham stabbed him, you know, killed his family and everything. And he's like, Harold, Harold also doesn't hates the hand. He can help me get to it. And then there's a turnaround. Right. And that's how you get into that. But, yeah, I think that's a little bit better. And th- and I love the idea of, like we said, like kind of mini bosses. He and Harold investigate. I'm putting air quotes for people <laughs> who can't see, which is everyone. Um, investigate the hand. They discover little bit by little bit. You know, some of it might be real. Some of it might be fo- like you could have it where Harold is like. You know, there's this bit of information that we just found out about the hand. You have to go here, and that's a mini boss. And it turns out he's making Iron Fist fight for the hand instead of against the that's hand. Great idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. This mini boss is actually the Hatchet Men guys, and he doesn't know it. Yeah. And he just kicks the shit out of the Hatchet Men, and now the hand is more powerful. And then you, f- and when Iron Fist finds that out, then there's th- that great turnaround. Yeah. Um. No, but the, that increases the fighting. Yes, you, it has a big. It has more of a driving motivation. There's more at stake. For, yeah, there's more at stake. And again, I don't. You know, I don't care about the 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 um, integrity of the Rand Corporation. Right. That yeah, doesn't no. make any. That I'm not married no. to that. I mean, that can way. be like a sub subplot. Like, yeah, if, that if can we be need... something where it's in, It's part of it because we have Harold Meacham. We have to know what he's doing. So, well, like, have him talk. I mean, about I like little, the but... idea. Like, yeah, the hand is is. Yeah. The same way Hydra was in S.H.I.E.L.D. Exactly. I like the idea of, like, Hand is in Rand, and he discovers that, and he's like, oh my... <laughs> that sounded dirty. Um, he's like, oh my god, the Hand is infested in my entire business, yeah. and it's driving the, my father's good name down. And I'm totally fine with that, because then you have a classic kung fu movie yeah. um, trope or, or staple, yeah, which definitely. is like... You know, bringing honor back to your family's house. So uh, that was the main thing I wanted to discuss. Yeah. There are like three twists coming up that we haven't talked about. Um, I want to hear your opinion in the next episode. Sure. Maybe we'll have like 10 or 15 minutes to talk about that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't think it's hopeless. Also make it just go lighter. I think it's hopeless. I it, I don't ho- I think it's hopeless for a second season because I think you have a chance to cleanse the palette with the defenders. They just finished wrapping. They finished wrapping the day that it opened that Iron Fist yeah, came out. Yeah, but I'm saying so they don't know they I, when they I, were filming it they didn't know that they had made mistakes. Yeah, but I think that now adding three other characters into 
into that those elements, you have a chance to do something different. With it's the also, I think it's the director who directed the second season of Daredevil, so yeah. that'll be good. Yeah, and that's what I mean. It, I I have high hopes for the Defenders. I think it will be good. And with that, you have a chance to, for the second season, kind of start over again. Another thing that I wanted to say that would have really helped out uh, fix the, the problems with the show, have at least Luke Cage in it. It's Power Man and Iron Fist. Like Good appearance anything and there's a great moment where i won't say who but there's someone gets kidnapped right and they're locked up right and they it's actually a really great scene and it gives this person a really great opportunity to show what they can do and they they break free and it's fantastic but it would be great if a wall just blew up right and in walked luke cage to save the day right and they're like how did you know and he's like i got a friend who's a pi don't worry about it right and like saves the day and iron fist is like I am forever indebted to you. Yeah. You know? And then we've got Power Man and Iron Fist, right. just like that. Yeah. So there's that. Let's yeah. talk for like 30 seconds <laughs> about the, the comic you had me read. Yeah, so... I don't even remember the name of it. It is the uh, Immortal Iron Immortal Fist. Immortal Iron Fist. I made the mistake of reading that and then watching the show, so a lot of it is mixed up for me. Well, no, that's fine. I actually was hoping you would read it that first and okay. then watch I the did. show. Okay, I did. Uh, maybe that's why I'm so cynical about the show. Sure. Because it's pretty damn it's good. It's really good. And it draws on a lot of things that I think if they drawn more directly from it, they hint at it a little yeah. bit. Uh, actually, more than you know. Uh, uh, yeah. There's yeah. There are a couple pieces later. I, I'm pretty sure, and I won't ruin how, but I'm pretty sure you get a like tiny shot of um, Orson Randall. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so talk a little bit about what the Immortal Iron Fist is about. Well, the Immortal Iron Fist, uh, it starts with two separate storylines going at the same time. And one is about this dude who was the Iron Fist and still sort of is, but, uh, he, uh, it shows sort of his coming into fruition as the Iron Fist and, um, uh, how he met a young boy in a, who worked in a bar and a bunch of other crazy stuff. At the same time, we're, we're learning about uh, Danny Rand and who he is and how he works with uh, Rand Industries and stuff like that. And eventually right. the two meet. And this is Danny's introduction to the idea that there is more than one Iron, Iron Fist. Fist. That there's always been an Iron Fist. Yes. He is one in the long line of Centuries, succession. Yeah, generations and generations of right. Iron Fists. And uh, also someone's friend. Is it Danny's or Orson's friend? Davos. Uh, I don't remember. Ah, whatever. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, somebody uh, from Kunlun is very angry that they were not the Iron Fist, and yeah. they are uh, on their way to destroy the other Iron Fists uh, using the power of the Crane Mother. Yes. Um, and it's fantastic. It is. It's, it's really good. Gunfu is used. You really get a glimpse into... I mean, it's Matt Fraction, so this shouldn't surprise me. They really should have had Matt Fraction as a consultant on this. Yeah. I mean, he would have hated it because he would have just been working 24 hours a day. But right. uh, you you get a sense of the irony that lives within Danny Rand. That he's kind of a funny person. I don't mean, mean necessarily that he is ironic, but he has a firm grasp on irony when he speaks. Yeah. So he'll say things that are... Not sarcastic, they're just ironic. Um, and, and they're funny little quips that he says. Can and I, lo- I can't think of anything okay. specifically, but it's the same sort of stuff. I kind of know what you're saying. It's the same sort of stuff we got a lot of. We got a lot more of it in My Life as a Weapon, Hawkeye. Okay. Um, where yeah. he just is like, this guy down on his luck. There's even a part where um, where Danny is falling from very high up. And it's it's very reminiscent of the opening to My Life as a Weapon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, where he's sort of thinking, how did I, how did I get to this point? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And like yeah, things yeah. like that that are so interesting, like, like that sort of thing. By ironic, like this man's a superhero. This man is the immortal Iron Fist. Fist. He is unstoppable, and he's just like, I fucking hate this. Yeah, you know? so he's like, sometimes I'm just in <laughs> over my fucking head. Right? Yeah, exactly. And, and and there's a there's always like a moment. He doesn't realize it until he's really just in the middle of like twenty Hydra agents on yeah. top of him. Well, there's a great moment. Like, yeah. Danny, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a great moment when an elevator opens and he thinks he's safe. He's, right. he's entering his office. And right. He's sorely mistaken. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I, comic. I, I really do like it. I like it. I mean, it plays. I love the idea of um, the idea that he is not the only Iron Fist. And they really kind of show that. And they they don't just show it, but they help build the mythos and kind of what the Iron Fist can do. Yeah. Like when he's talking about 
he's talking to Orson and he's like, I can't believe you use guns. And the guy says, like, you can transfer your energy yeah. into the bullets. Into anything. Yeah. I can, you can do that. The the one lady used to do it with her arrows. Like, it's totally fine. And it's also one of those things where he, you could see Danny Rand was clearly living by a certain code because he thought he's supposed to. Yeah. And the other guy's like, no, you just shoot him. I don't, what's the matter? <laughs> yeah, well, as long as you get the job done. As long done, as you get cares? the job done, that's, that's your job. That's the honor. That's the Iron Fist. Yeah. That's what I'm supposed to do. I don't have to punch everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love that. I love, um, I think when we were talking about the show, that's the type of humor that I was looking for. It's like, yeah. it doesn't have to be big or anything. It just has to be like, you know, he's, he is kind of absent-minded in that sort of way because he was out of the world for yeah. a while and then came back. So there is that formative year gap where well, he doesn't quite sync up. Yeah, and that's one and of so the things I mean about irony that like, yeah. he's this guy who is the best. Yeah. But he's kind of an idiot. <laughs> yeah, he he is the best, but it is it is so him being physically the best is so second nature yeah. that he doesn't always realize what he's doing. Like he can be in the middle of the fight and winning, but he's not. But meanwhile, his mind isn't isn't here because he's yeah. so good he doesn't have to think. And then when he his mind you know his mind drifts into some other thought, and when he snaps back, he realizes. Oh my god, wait, maybe I'm losing? I can't tell anymore. <laughs> well, the the hu- only humor we got in the show that actually landed is when he's talking about things as though he really knows what he's talking about and Claire will say something like, what the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. and that, that sort of humor is very prevalent in right. this comic. Um, yeah, I, I really like, and it continues on. I haven't read yeah, any of the other I'll, volumes, I'll have to give but it there's a like seven other volumes. I'll, have, it just I'll, keeps I'll definitely read it until Matt Fraction isn't on it anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think there's, you can, yeah, I'm trying to think. I think it goes up to volume seven for that storyline. All right. And then, I don't, I don't, I think it goes on with a different writer for a little bit after that, and then I think it's done. Um, but good. Yeah. I, you I can tell really as well like that the artist is the same as, uh, yeah. my life is. Oh, that was the other thing I was going to say is that I like it, But if you notice, they switch artists when they're doing oh, okay. the flashbacks. Oh, I did notice they that. do yeah. this. They do the great flashback art in kind of like a, almost a silver age style. Yeah, It's really, it's good. very simplistic. And then when they flash back to the modern day, they have, a, they have the more modern style, yeah. which is great. All right, so uh, it's my turn to give you a thing. Yeah, it is. I'm going to give you The Vision, a wonderful story. It's a wonderful story uh, that I think is quite apropos for our time about being very different in uh, your local community and feeling out of place. Excellent. I love it. I'm I'm really looking forward to this. I've heard nothing but amazing things about it, so I'm really excited to read it. We'll talk about it. It's not. It's not bad. Okay. But we'll. Yeah. It's great way to set up there's, my there's expectations. A, for it's it. horrendous. You. That's what I mean. Excellent. It's. It's. There's. There's good and bad, and uh, it's. If nothing else, it is ballsy. It's. It's good in that it's bold. It's ambitious. It makes very clear decisions. And uh, I've only read the first volume. I'm going to give you the first volume. Okay. And I'm really excited to see where it goes. Great. After that. Awesome. Uh. Yeah. That's it. Uh. Yeah. Hey. Hey, Chris. Hey Chris. Yes. Hey Chris. Yes. Chris. Yeah. Chris. Yeah. Chris. Yeah. Where can they find us? Well, you can find us on our website at www. Oh, I thought we were doing. No, the thing I'm not again. helping okay, you. Okay, fine. You can find us on our website at www.themedialunchbreak.com. You can find us on our Twitter at at Media Lunchbreak. You can find us on Facebook. Search for us there. You can f- um, find us on YouTube. Subscribe to us there. Once again, we are trying. If you can get us up to a hundred subscribers, you start, you specifically, if yeah, you, you one specifically, person, you one person, get us up you to person out there, go start going around subscribing on people's phones. Um, get us up to hundred subscribers. We're gonna start having contests and giving out free stuff. Everybody likes free stuff. Um, that's what four. Uh, you can find us on Patreon. Is there a specific? Patreon.com slash The Media Lunch Break. Throwing a chuck in a couple of bucks there. Keep the mics going. Keep the pizza hot, nice and hot. Um, if you go to uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, subscribe to us on Google Play, subs- subscribe to us on SoundCloud. And give me a second. I did the email. I did the. I didn't do the email? Oh, then it's the email. Uh. You can email us at themedialunchbreak at gmail.com. Yeah. We did a thing. We did a thing. I'm very impressed with you, by the way. Why? Because I rehearsed that twice a week. And you oh, really? Don't. 
well, I mean, we record twice a week, two Fair episodes enough. a week, so, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, if I have you saying it to my face enough, I'll, I'll get it. I was gonna say that's what she said, and I realized that wouldn't work. I'm sure you can make it work. That's what she said. Atta boy. Never <laughs> give up on that. All right, everybody. Until next week. I don't know what we're going to talk about next week. Uh, I'm thinking One about watching you. Legion. Uh, uh, Eric Scottolotti recommended it. Fuck that guy. <laughs> All right. So we'll what see. We'll see if we take it as advice. I, I, I think... Oh, no. We can still take his advice. I'm just okay, saying just in, in general. general. Just fuck that guy. What's what's the cake dealer? Go fuck Go yourself. Go fuck yourself. I think the Fresnerd also recommended it, so we've got two. Oh, well, two then that's fine. Ones. Okay, great. They're yeah. they're fantastic. Yeah, they're fantastic. So they're uh, I'm gonna, I at least I'm gonna try to watch it and have some opinions of some kind. I have seen the first episode. It wasn't enough to make me really want to get into it because it seems very trippy to me. Oh mm. uh, yeah. But the first, ep- I will say the first episode is not what you expect it to be okay. in a lot of great ways. Um, the internet is freaking out about <laughs> it right now. I think yeah. their last episode of the season. Is yeah, because I think it's only eight episodes. All right. Yeah, so right. we could, yeah, let's try we'll see. Out. We'll see if we do that. We might, we or might Or we might just do another thing Boba and Fett. you never know. We'll <laughs> just do Boba Fett Yeah, again. we could pick up Boba Fett again. We'll see. I remember where we left off, kind of, sort I of. I don't at all. Oh, yeah, tractor beam into Darth Vader. Yeah, it's kind of the same place we left off the first time, but with more detail. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right, let's get out of here. <laughs> all right, jeez. Oh, boy. Bye. Yeah, all right, bye, whatever. (laughs) We love you. Yep. Irish exit!